Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to gethhhm.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And today we have a little treat for you. We have a resident filmmaker in the house now, Mr. Andrew Scambatti. Hopefully I said that right, because usually I will mess it up. Uh, But Andrew, you've got such a unique story that uh, I think Ron and I are going to just kind of let you go with it instead (laughs) of it coming from me, because I'm pretty sure it's going to come a lot better from you. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully it'll come better for me. Um, you know, uh, it, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for having me on such uh, something so cool. Typically, I appear on just kiss centric podcasts and, and nothing against them. Uh, they've been great. Their audiences have been great to me, uh, but it's cool to branch out. And and even though even though Ron and I know each other from from kiss, uh, it's cool to go on on non kiss things. Um, right. I, I've, I've put on a lot of events here and every time I put on an event, the moment I see a person that isn't my friend show up to the event, I go, ah, it's a success. Yes. So, so every time I'm able to branch out and go on something non kiss and, you know, maybe talk about my kiss things a little bit, uh, in my eyes, the lottery has been won. So thank you guys for having me on. I really do appreciate it. No, absolutely. Andrew, I, uh, I was stoked to, that you were coming on cause there's like 85 things I want to talk about, but before we get into it, right. Uh, why don't you tell a little bit about your story and kind of a couple of things history, that you've done. your history, history. <laughs> history. Yes. Um, well, you know, even though I don't look it, I I'm, I'm pushing 40, I'm 36 years old. So, nice. uh, I've been a kiss fan for the better part of 30 years and I discovered them, uh, by watching a rerun of kiss meets the Phantom of the park. And then I had the comic book. And in the comic book, they fought Dr. Doom, but I also had a Fantastic Four comic book where they fought Dr. Doom. So I just thought that there was like Spider-Man, you know, Fantastic Four, and then there was Kiss. I didn't know they were a, a musical group until much, much later. So the music was seared into my brain before I even knew what music was. Wow. So um, I, I'm listening to these songs. I'm watching these movies. And I'm like, you know, it, it was it was probably not for a couple of years that I realized that Batman and Spider-Man were fake. But Kiss was real. And knowing that these guys on these comic pages and I saw in this movie were real, it, it couldn't get any cooler to me. And then now that I know they sing songs, I'm like, oh, my God, what could be cooler? And I'm part of that lost generation of Kiss fans where you have your younger Kiss fans from the 70s that discovered the band uh, in their inception. And then you kind of have those younger fans that were brought around during the reunion tour. And then you even got even younger fans you know, from the Family Jewels era is what I like to call them. But... <laughs> The late 80s 
in the early 90s before they put the makeup back on they right. didn't have new young fans you kind of had your your late teen or someone in their early 20s that just liked metal and they had animal lines or they had asylum they saw tears were falling on dial mtv you just didn't have young kids getting into kiss at that age but it was 1988 and and i was just i was hooked on on, on kiss so growing up it wasn't pleasant being a Kiss fan because nobody my age liked Kiss, and I didn't understand why. That goes back into um, figuring out that they were real life superheroes. And, you know, Gene spit blood and flew, and and they descended from the Marshall cabinets. You know, that really happened. Spider Man didn't happen, but Kiss did. Right. So for me, growing up, it was like I didn't understand right. why nobody else liked Kiss except for me, yeah. and uh, it's. This is one thing that's stuck with me through my life, even now that I'm pushing 40, where I'm like, should I have dedicated my life to this band or should I have maybe gotten another hobby? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but it's one of those things where I was this this young fan and I just I loved everything. Kiss. I wanted to be Kiss. I just it, for me, it was um I didn't want to think about the pile of homework or whatever. I just wanted to watch Kiss videos and collect Kiss stuff, go to Kiss conventions. And um, once I finally got a little bit older and I started meeting other fans that liked Kiss, it was awesome. So um, growing up, being a Kiss fan has been pretty cool for me. And I've done a lot of cool things. I've met a lot of cool people. And, um, you know, it's why we're here today. We met at a Kiss convention. Exactly. Exactly. I think it was almost – I think it was like almost – six or seven years ago like to the day yeah i think yeah it, it almost is because i got things popping up on on facebook so they'll yeah. probably yeah a uh memory of you and i but you'll be in full makeup and full makeup and awesome. costume like yeah, an idiot exactly. no. <laughs> <laughs> well all right andrew so you you were the fan you were a fan of of everything even beyond the music uh but tell me because i am not the resident kiss fan in this room yeah we uh, fight about it like, so tell me what were you uh, learning all the instruments to play all the songs, whether it be on guitar, drums, piano, everything? Like, where, what was your kind of level on that side? Well, for me, I was a drummer. And um, Peter Chris, even though he was great in that band and he's someone who is a, you know, an acquaintance of mine nowadays, mm-hmm. um, I never, he wasn't the guy that inspired me to play drums. It was Tommy Lee. I saw wow. Motley Crue behind the music and I just saw Tommy Lee, you know on the drums and all this stuff. And, and I was like, man, like I want to do that. I mean, basically I was 14 years old and I'm a little guy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm five, eight. I'm at the time I was probably a hundred pounds. Um, but anyway, I'm a little guy. So I was 14 and I was like, well, I could either play sports or join a band to, to get a girl. And right. I certainly was not playing sports. So for me, it was just about playing music to, to get girls. And that's what I did for a long time. And it, was great (laughs) Uh, but you know it was it was one of those things where you know it was you saw i I saw kiss on stage and and i saw the reaction they were getting uh because i was an outcast just like a lot of kids were that were drawn to kiss or comics or cartoons or whatever so for me it was about connecting with people and that's kind of where it all started it was like well hey you know you might call me a nerd or whatever prior to but your girlfriend and probably your mom too is going to come to the show and see me on stage. So that's cool. That was cool. So for me, it was like bang for the buck. I got on stage 
and I, I kind of all the insecurities and everything that I was thinking about just melted away. So for me, it, it couldn't have been cooler. And I just happened to fall into the Kiss tribute scene. You know, I remember I didn't walk at my high school graduation. I had a show that night. I had to go play a show. I was sneaking into bars at 17 years old playing shows. And um, it, it, it just was it was my outlet. Somebody would go to a varsity football game, maybe, or someone was going to maybe go to a gym and punch a bag. But for me, I was going to go and, and play and dress up like my heroes and, and play. So it made perfect sense to me. Right. Um, didn't make perfect sense to a lot of other people. But for me, it made perfect sense. And well, I did it for a long time. Yeah, I want, I want to just take a moment and realize something you said and have everybody really understand what you said. So I know now that you're friends with Peter, Chris, and I've got to think as well, one, as a kiss fan, that's gotta be crazy now that you, that's your friend, right? Well, He's it was, it, it was, he called me on my birthday to wish me a happy birthday. Right? And that was right. insanity, insanity. <laughs> but was the, the, the whole thing, the whole story is insane. How, you know, now, um, you know, and now I've become friends with members of the band and, and, you know, they text me or it's wild to me that I live in an apartment. You can see a little bit now I'm surrounded by this kiss stuff, but it's, it's, it had someone told me when I was nine years old, or if someone had told me when I was 11 years old, seeing kiss for the first time, yeah. uh, 96, someone had told me that, Hey, by the way, um, Gene Simmons is going to have a nickname for you. And Peter yep. is going to call you on your birthday and yep. you're going to do all this cool stuff. I wouldn't believe them. No. I wouldn't have. I've I've been so incredibly lucky and so incredibly fortunate to do things that have gotten me close to this band. Yeah. Yeah. So so with the tribute, with growing and and playing different shows, I, I mean, you had to be a hustler, right? Like any kind of musician to earn a living, they have to learn how to hustle. They have to obviously there's some talent involved, but people skills have to be up there with at least somebody in the band, whether it be a, a manager or a promoter or whoever, like there has to be some kind of hustle to allow you to survive and, and do that kind of stuff. And even if it's a hobby, even if it's for fun, uh, you know, to, to gain and garner the attention of, of the members of kiss, like you guys had to do some kind of hustling. I'd love to hear kind of that whole process and story. The, the hustling, there wasn't a ton of hustling to get their attention. I mean, uh, it was simple. I happened to be in a band that happened to win a contest in 2012, mm -hmm. but that's like, so later on, I mean, you're talking prior to that, you're talking almost 10 years of doing this. And, you know, I wasn't always in a Kiss Trivia band, just most of the time I was. I mean, for a little while, I lived in Myrtle Beach, worked at the Kiss Coffee House. Ah, I know, it's gone now. I was bummed out. It is out gone now. It. But I was in a country band, and I was just cutting my teeth playing drums in a country band. You know, uh, it was just one of those things where I just, I always lived below my means, and I just played and played and played every time that I could. I mean, even when I moved to Cleveland um, in 2009, I was in a Kiss Trivia band. Excuse me. Where... um I was able to play with the Kiss Tribute Band, but then I filled in with other cover bands just uh -huh. to make some money. Yeah. Um, but it was that, that's what it was about. I mean, I guess it, there was a little hustling at that point, but, you know, I've always lived below my means and I've always been able to kind of 
you know, uh, live on that show money. I mean, thank God I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in the mortgage industry as well. And, and thank God I was able to survive this whole, this whole pandemic because I would have been, you know, I would have been really screwed not bringing any money for the long time. Um, but, uh, there, I mean, it was just, it, it was, it wasn't like your normal story about an original band that was going to struggle because you know, people weren't at the shows. Every show that I did, people were at, and I've been so fortunate because I've, people knew what they were getting. They never really came to see Andrew per se. They came to see the guy that I was playing and, uh, that worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when, when you and I met, I, I did not get, I didn't get to meet Gene or Paul. Those were the only two I didn't get to meet yet. And I remember after leaving there and I met Eric and I was talking to my wife, I was like, at some point before they retire, I'm going to get a chance to meet these two. Don't know when, don't know how it's going to happen. So here, here's my story. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I met this guy who helped franchise out their restaurant, Rock and Brew. Oh, I know this guy's name. You're going to say his name. And I'm going to know his name because I've met him too. Okay. Yeah. He's from Delaware North. I'm not going to say his name. Because <laughs> we could say his name, but I, yes, I know exactly about the guy you talked about. We spent some time in, in, I believe it was in, I think it was at the, it was at the last Gene Simmons solo band show in 2018 mm -hmm. is where I met him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I worked for a restaurant chain that we were doing business with him and I noticed his phone had a kiss wallpaper on i was like let's have a conversation because obviously you know kiss fans will start talking about kiss yep any any chance they can exactly any chance they can right so we were talking and he goes hey and this was a year before the opening he goes they're going to open in this airport gene and paul is going to come there's only going to be a few people there you could stay for a couple hours bring something sign it do you want to come i was like yep <laughs> I do want to come. So I literally um, flew there, hung out. Gene was super nice. Like literally he's, he was standing behind me and I was like, I got to take a picture. And normally I would just never bug anybody to take pictures. And he's standing behind me and I go, Gene, can I take a picture with you? He goes, I've been posing for like 20 minutes. I was like, that's <laughs> hilarious, right? That's what he says. People walk by, they're like, Gene, can I picture? He goes, I'm already posing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Super nice. Had lunch with them, hung out for a couple hours. I left and I had to leave. My wife got me this huge kiss book with like every comic book in it. And I forget the name, but Kiss Compendium. Yes. That's yes. Like it's fat as hell. It's and so thick. You know, I feel so bad because it came out and it flopped. It yeah. was like, I think it, it came out and then it was in the bargain section. I think I got mine for like eight bucks. Yeah. And that's so not I an eight dollar book. No, it's not. So I got it and I, ha I had the cover on it and I had to leave to catch my flight because I didn't expect to be hanging out for that long. And so they were nice enough to sign it for me and send it back to me, which I thought was super cool. Not expected. Super nice. But it's it's crazy because then they retired and I was like, I think it's my fault, honey, because I said I'm going to meet them before they retire. So I think it's my fault. But right. it, I, I got I got I got the best Gene Simmons story. I got the best. One. I know. It, well, and then he always it's funny because you say he calls himself Uncle Gene to you. Right. Yeah. And he and so one that's got to be crazy as a Kiss fan. Yeah. And I know he calls you Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. And it's it's hilarious because 
there's, there's they, pictures. I, like, I guess I kind of look like him without yeah. the glasses on. Yeah, if, you, if, if you're not wearing your glasses and there's there's pictures that you'll post every once in a while. His, and his bass player, Phil Schaus, sent me one yesterday and I posted it on Facebook. I was like, yeah, maybe I, I kind of maybe I do look like him a little bit. <laughs> it's it's crazy how much you look like like Paul McCartney on my yeah. on my vault. On my vault, Gene goes, he looks at me, he goes to Andrew, you really do look like Paul yeah. McCartney. <laughs> it was so cool. It was so cool. Yeah, well, so how many times have you met him? And I definitely want to get into the story that you were talking about. because Man, I he, couldn't even tell you how many times. Yeah, it's... it's So, so many. I've just... Like I mentioned, I was that lost era of KISS fans. Uh-huh. So initially, people would just take me because I was so young. I was yeah. like 18, 19. There just were not KISS fans that age in the early 2000s and in maybe you know the late there just weren't fans of that age at that point now there are but at that time i was the young one so uh friends of mine they they would just take me backstage and they would let me talk to them and and just hang out with them it was cool i was never one of those people i'd overextended my welcome anywhere so i was able to i guess get relationships with them but i couldn't even tell you how many times so many times and I've been backstage. And I've seen stuff, and there's stuff I can't talk about. Stuff I can't talk about. Yeah, it's um, okay. It's just okay. it's it's the funniest time though is um, when Gene was here for the vault, which is almost three years ago, just a little over, little over three years since he was here for the vault. The night before the vault, um, Hard Rock, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sitting, I'm, I'm eating. My best friend from New Jersey is in town. That's where I'm from, and I'm in Cleveland now. So we're eating dinner in our favorite Italian place, and. Uh, Keith Valcourt, the guy who was running the vault, calls me up and goes, "Hey, I, I need you. Uh, can you can you help Gene and I out?" And I was like, well, "What do you need? I'm eating." Right. <laughs> what so do you he, need? I'm eating. So he goes. He goes. Uh, Gene needs hairspray, a belt, and pants. So go to the Gap and get him these pants and this belt and and hairspray, and make sure it's this hairspray. So I was like, all right, all right, cool. So I go, I go and I, I go to the gap. I get the pants. I get the, I get the hairspray. And then before I gave him the hairspray, I was like, I put it in my hand. I was like, oh, we're in the same hairspray. So I, I give, I give Keith whatever. Then he goes. And uh, when it was my turn to go in to meet Gene, uh, uh, Keith goes, hey, this is, this is Andrew. He goes, oh, I, I know Paul McCartney. And I was like, he's the one that got us the belt and all this stuff. And he goes, I'm wearing the belt right now. I feel connected to you. And it was just. <laughs> It it was uh it, it was it was just it was just a funny little moment that that him and I had and uh, he ended up not you know wanting to keep any of the pants so I returned them the next day, um, but whatever he did keep he paid me for it and I I kept the receipt and I put it in my vault because like hey, this was kind of cool that it's cool I got to I got to I got to do this but there have been just so many little moments with with Gene you know one time we're riding in the car together and we're talking about our favorite Tom Hanks movies and. I was like, hey, mine's that thing you do. And he looks at me. He goes, you like that movie? I was like, yeah, I love it. And he goes, I hate you. And I hate that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but the story that I was talking about before um, it. Yeah, the, the funniest the funniest story is uh so um i did a bunch of commercials for gene simmons money back soda because i right. know the guys i was gonna ask that. about that so listen this is the, some of the greatest guys so make sure you moneybacksodas.com check them out they're so awesome they're some of the greatest people i know anyway first couple of videos we did there was no uh no voiceover just music but there was a video that he wanted a voiceover so i was like oh, man what am i gonna do so i i tried to mask my voice and i did the voice so I, I'm working, I'm at work at my office job and Gene calls and he goes, this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. Do you have time to talk? <laughs> and I was like, 
I was waiting for yeah. for. I was like, yeah, whatever. I was waiting for you. Come on, let's go. So, yeah. uh, so I was like, I was like, I was like, gee, we set this up. They told me you were gonna call from a private number. I was like, it's fine. I was waiting for you. All right. So we go through the video together, and he's like, yeah, I like this. Keep this. Like that. Good. Uh, bad. Whatever. Then we get to the end, and Gene goes, by the way, who's the voice on the video? And I was like, well, Gene, it's me. And he goes, it's you. And he goes, I'm sure all the women like you, probably the men too, but I hate it, and you got to change it. He goes, got to go. Bye. <laughs> so, like, I'm at my desk. I'm like, I'm like oh, man, like, what am I going to do? do so right. luckily i knew a radio personality in myrtle beach uh, his name is mad max so check him out he's freaking awesome he did the voice for me and he did an awesome job awesome <laughs> awesome awesome job uh but it was funny because he just that was he was kind of like yeah i hate it bye see you, bye. <laughs> see you later <laughs> but there have just been so many little moments that i've gotten to experience with all of them all of them yeah, yeah. and a- uh it's it's i'm super I'm very fortunate that I went, I, I mean, I'm still a fan. I'll always be a fan that yeah. I got to get close. To, I get to talk to my album covers pretty yeah. much. Oh, that's so cool. That is definitely not something that many people can say, which is pretty crazy. So or if they did, they had to pay for it. And right. Like one time, you know, like I stood in a line and waited two hours and got my autograph and then I walked away and that was the end of it. Ne- never do the album covers call you. Oh, right. right. Um, all right. So you first off left Myrtle Beach to go to Cleveland. Like I'm very yeah, mistakes were made. I mean, you know, um, I just I had an opportunity that I thought was going to be really good for me. So I took it and right. uh, I actually really like Cleveland. Um, I don't know if I'm going to die here, but I'm all right living here right now. So it's uh, it's it, Cleveland's all right. Cleveland's all right. It gets a bad rap, but Cleveland's all right. But it's not Myrtle Beach. It's not. Um, I, I love North Carolina, Carolina, South Carolina. Like, I'll, give me, I'll tell give you me something. I mean, I was 22, 23 years old. I remember his prime age to right. live there. Um, right. I would probably be in a body bag now if I still lived in Myrtle Beach just because it was just a 24-7 party. It wow. was where the Kiss Coffee House was. It was on Celebrity Square. So mm-hmm. basically what you would do is after you would just turn the corner and then there would be just bars and you would just go because you were there. Why not? Yeah. So it, it, uh, it I had a lot of fun, but, sure. uh, <laughs> but it, it just, it, it was one of those things where um, it was cool when it was cool. And then I knew I had to do something else. All right, so so let's talk a little bit about this this movie you made. Greatest oh, show I up. made a movie. <laughs> yes, you made a movie, right? Right, yeah. a film. Yeah. Right, and uh, ha- over half a million views now. Well, the 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 channel itself has over a million views. Million views. Yeah. Over a million views, but um, the one we're going to talk about first, which is the greatest show on earth, the first one that I did, it was on YouTube, then it was taken off. Um, so I'm assuming that that one probably has a couple hundred thousand views at this point over, you know, the precipice of its life. Right. 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 So why was it taken off? Um, well, let's just tell the story. Let's just tell the story about the movie because that's, that's because you're going to, I'm going to tell so many details about the movie, why it was taken off. Um, that just telling the story about the movie is, is probably better for people who maybe don't even know about it. Yeah, because so, it's it's a phenomenal movie. You did such so, a great thank job. You, thank you. So basically, you know, Kiss 
never had a 1970s in concert movie, but all these other bands did. The band, Alice Cooper, Queen, all, all these bands, you can go and see concert films that were shot knowing that they were going to be viewed and appreciated in, in you know, a big format. You can mm-hmm. go see Pink Floyd at the drive-in or you can go see, you know, Led Zeppelin and the song remains the same. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to make a Kiss version of the song remains the same. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was in, it was October, 2017. I was driving from New Jersey back to here in Cleveland. It's about an eight hour drive. And I just had my notes app open and the entire ride, I was just like narrating to this notes app saying, what would a kiss film look like? What would it do? What time would it be set? 1977. And, mm-hmm. and what, like, what would it be? Would it be kiss telling their story? Would it be fantasy? Uh, you know, they did kiss with the fan. It wasn't that good. So I just kind of had this, all these notes, all these points of the things that I wanted to do. And one of the main things is I wanted Kiss to sound and to sound as good as the Alive 2 record, but oh, yeah. look as good as they did on that great Largo concert from 1977. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I got these three concerts. I could take these concerts and I could sync the video to the Alive 2 audio. And um, first of all, when I did it, I think we lost Corey. Yeah, we did. Okay. He'll come back. Um, okay. when first, when I first had the idea about syncing, you know, two completely or three completely different sources together, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. And even if I was going to be able to do it, would it be any good? Right. So I took a long time on taking the 10 best songs from kiss alive Two and syncing them, you know, taking this video and syncing them to alive Two. which I mean, for someone who doesn't know about, uh, about music or anything like that. Kiss, they played at different speeds. They sped up, they slowed down. What you saw on the video really wasn't what you heard on the record. So you're, you're trying to make, you're trying to fudge something together. There was a lot yeah. of ad libs. So you just, you're trying to make it as close as it possibly can. So some of the shots I got to speed up and some of them I got to slow down. There's no manual for this. I go on, well, maybe 1% faster. No, no, right. no. 5.5% faster. No, no, wait, wait, wait. What? 0.33. Ah, there it is. All right, cool. So, and it, it took me about a year to, to sync this all up. And then I was like, well, it's not just enough to do just music. Should I include the story? So I just decided that I was going to have Kiss tell their story through interviews. And one of the interviews that I thought was the best was the Tom Steiner interview from 79. So uh-huh. I know we're already out of era, but I, I truly believe that this film would have been shot in 77. Probably wouldn't come out till 79. Just how things worked at that time. Mm-hmm. It would have taken a while. So I thought, ah, that, that's okay. This is Kiss telling their story. So basically everything that I used in this movie was already officially released by the band. So I knew it was going to run under like fan film territory where right. basically if you own these things, you could just watch me re-ed them into something else. So I wasn't using anything that was unreleased or anything that was taboo. I was just taking officially released sources and presenting them in a way that they had never been presented before. So I wanted to create the Kiss movie that you could have seen in the drive-in. Yeah, That's what I wanted. So because of that, because I don't have the rights to this, I'm not official, I'm not selling this, I'm not doing any of that crap, because it's all an unofficial fan film of the people, by the people, um, when I put up on YouTube initially, it got like 30,000 views like instantly, and then they took it down. Wow. So it was one of those things where like, First of all, I didn't put my name on it. At first. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if this kiss was going to sue me. I had no idea. I had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> right, right. So I uh, <clears throat> put it up there, and then it gets taken down. 
So I'm like, all right. But then like this, this lore started traveling around about this movie. Yeah. I was like, I gotta figure out a way how to get this out there. So I put it on another website called Vimeo, which is I pay for it, but it's free for you. It's basically for content creators to share uh-huh. their stuff in high definition. So I put it up on Vimeo and people were flipping out. But this time I made sure to put my name on it so people knew that it was me because there have been people that will take my movie and then they're going to sell it on their website and say it's theirs. Yeah. But it is not. So I've made sure that ever since that first release, every re-release that I've had, it always says my name and Andrew Scambati film because it is mine. Nobody else has done this. So, but the the point I kind of want to drive home about this is this has never been done before. And first of all, why hasn't it been done before? And right. I, I'm an idiot. Why did I do it? Like, there's so many <laughs> other. No, I, what, what's. But when I did do it, and then I sat down and watched it for the first time, I, I had a roommate at the time, and she's not a Kiss fan, but she watched it and she was like, You got something here. You got something here. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, Man, well, first of all, like I said, I didn't know if I could do it, and I didn't know if it's going to be good. But I did it. I think it's good. It's really good. So people were flipping out over it. In fact, I think I've only gotten two negative reviews about it, and those people are probably just jealous. Probably. Thanks for your view, by the way. Right. Appreciate it. <laughs> Please watch through the whole thing. The so. whole thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's so – and then almost immediately people went from, oh, my God, I love it, love it, it's great, oh, my God, I love it. And they, it was like a switch. And they go, what are you doing next? And mm-hmm. I was like – next next like this, this took me like a year to make what do you mean next <laughs> right and then i go and i was like oh i could do more of these yeah so basically what my mantra has been from the very beginning is i want to fill in these gaps in kiss's release schedule that are missing so there was no concert film for the love gun tour yeah uh, i think there should have been tv special for kiss alive there probably should have been something for the end of the road i mean we, we're getting it now but we'll talk about that right right <laughs> Um, and then they, there should have been a home video release for the reunion tour. So there's just yeah. things that I'm just filling. I'm just filling in the gaps that Kiss missed in their release schedule. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So in so, a nutshell, in a nutshell, because I've used unlicensed footage, that's why YouTube took it down. In a oh, but now, right. but here, but here's the thing: I'm smarter than YouTube. So I was like, well, you don't like that I'm putting this all in one, but if I split up like a record, side A, B, C, and D, you like it then? Oh, you do? All right, it's up there. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so fun. All right, so hindsight hacking, we have to talk a little bit about hindsight. We need to uh, stay true to the show. So I'm going to ask you a question regarding that experience that took you an entire a year, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, and and the the awesome part of it that you, I'm sure, enjoyed. Uh, what, what was that thing that, that you learned that you're like, Hey, if you're ever going to go do a project, this monumental, this is what you probably should do first. Uh, well, whether it translates from the movie, uh, filmmaking to, you know, something different. Don't <laughs> advice. You heard it first. Uh, no, honestly, it. honestly, it's, I, I should have actually planned more. Not that I didn't plan but I should have planned more. Um, you know, filmmakers, they do these things called storyboards where they're kind of drawing pieces of the action. 
uh, I should have done something like that. I should have planned it a little bit more because when it came time to actually putting it together and making a story, because there still is a story told throughout this film, I probably should have focused on the story more. Um, if I could go back and if I could do it again and if budget or anything, if I had no restrictions whatsoever, what I would have done is I would have gotten a really cool 70s looking girl. I would have put it in like a 70s looking recording studio and she would have told the story of Kiss and you would have saw concert footage and then you would have seen them as they were doing things. That's what I would have done. Um, but again, um, it seemed like a good idea for me to have Kiss tell their stories. So yeah. I guess in hindsight, I would have planned a little bit more as far as wow. the story goes. I love it. Now, I, I need to get more information on this because you posted it, but then I couldn't find the post after it. And I just thought it was cool. And I commented it was cool, but I wanted to like revisit it. Peter, Chris, you did something that's now on his website. All right. right. This is a great, this is a good story. This is right. a good story. So um, this past December, I released a live 96. It's not kiss alive 96, a live 96. I never used the word kiss. Right. Um, anyway, it's called a live 96. It was the concert VHS tape that should have come out during the reunion tour to kind of celebrate that live package. So while I was working on that, somehow, some way, the stars aligned. I don't know. Gigi Chris contacted me about helping to work on uh, Peter Chris's birthday video. Unreal. And we just formed a relationship. She's a sweet yeah. lady. Sweet yeah. lady. Love her to death. And just one of our, one night we were just talking. We're talking about pasta, talking about whatever. And she's like, what do you, like, I saw the greatest show on earth. You know, I think it was cool. Peter liked it. He goes, what are you working on now? And I was like, actually, <laughs> working on this thing about the reunion tour. And she goes, oh, yeah. And she goes, can Peter watch it? And I was like, I guess. So he watched it. He goes, yeah, Peter loved it. And I was like, hey, I was like, would Peter maybe say like a sentence or two that I could put out there? And she goes, absolutely. He's going to email you tonight. So Peter emailed me. And then I made that image that Peter watched it. And then I didn't know they were going to do this, but they took that image and the link to a live 96 and they put it on peterchris.net. So cool. So one of the guys in the movie basically is commenting on the movie incredible he's one yeah. of the guys he is 25 percent of the original kiss oh, yeah. and it, it it blew my mind it blew my mind so then she goes so then Gigi goes you should be on eddie trunk and i was like yeah but yeah it probably won't happen she goes hold on here in the background she goes all right Eddie's gonna email you <laughs> i was like what so then Eddie emailed me. He goes, hey, I got some time. You talk for five, ten minutes about this? And I was like, I, yeah, I set it up. Right. <laughs> and then I was on Eddie Trunk. So it was, in, it, was, it was bonkers the way December 2020 happened. Because I'm a kid from New Jersey. I listened to Eddie Trunk my whole life. Right. And now this guy's interviewing me. Right. Incredible. So cool. Incredible. So cool. And thanks to Peter Chris. Like, right. if you had sat me down and go, hey, by the way, you're going to be on Eddie Trunk, and uh, Peter Chris is going to be able to get you on Eddie Trunk. I'd be like, slow down. <laughs> Probably like, there's so much I want to know. So, I, I need to know how this happens. Right, right. That's so cool. That's so cool. My, my, uh, and I'm going to interrupt you, Corey, so I apologize. My first show that I ever saw them live 
I remember was in 78. 1878? Yeah, 1878 because I'm old. And I remember begging my dad, begging my dad because I saw them on a TV show. Right. And probably I, uh, Dick Clark's Golden yeah, Grace. Yep. Yep. It was Dick Clark and uh, had all their albums. And I remember I got in trouble because I said hell after Hotter Than Hell came out. I just figured it was okay to say. My dad was that's really bad. Than hell. That's right. Right. Now, right. Right. And uh, so he takes me to this concert. And that was my first concert ever. I'm, you know, seven, eight years old. And I'm like, I got to go. And I wanted so badly for him to buy me like merch. Right. I was like, oh, I got to get it. I got to get something. And he goes, we're not spending money on anything. <laughs> and I was so upset. And I remember walking out and I looked and somebody dropped $50. It was just laying on the floor laying on the floor and I ran away from my dad who got mad because I ran away from him to grab this money. So I ran and grabbed this money and I bought my own like souvenirs from that show from so money have, that I found. Tour, that's a rack full of every kiss tour book ever made right there. That's so cool. So that's cool. Right there. So you got a tour book. I hope I, I do have the tour book There you I go. Tour you book. I, and, and a shirt and a shirt. And it's funny because my wife, we uh, were dating and Kiss was going to the Wyoming State Fair. It was their first opening show. Mm -hmm. And I was, and we live in Colorado. And I was like, hey, what do you think about just a quick little road trip to see Kiss? And she goes, well, when is it? I go, it's, it's tonight. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, I've never seen them because she's a Metallica fan. Mm -hmm. And and she goes, so I don't know if I like their music. And I was like, the sure, show sure. you're gonna like. It doesn't. There's no show like Kiss Live. Period. End of story. And she's seen them like ten times with me now. But but uh, you know, so we drive up there, and we ended up being right on the stage for like thirty bucks. It was something stupid. And so it just we're sitting there, and there, you know, I was having a blast. Got a you know, teach Rachel about cash. It was awesome. And then we had to drive home. because we had to work at five in the morning. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I've, I've done that before too. I've left work at noon, driven to a show in Cincinnati, which is like three, three and a half hours from me. Saw the show, drove home and like was pulling into my driveways. My alarm was going off to get up for work. And I was like, uh, it's not going to be a good day today, but <laughs> it was, it was worth it. My first time seeing kiss was 1996, new year's Eve, 96, 97. I was 11. Uh, <sighs> And you remember back in the day when you used to look for tickets in the newspaper? Yeah. So that's my mother found tickets in the newspaper yeah. to seek us on New Year's Eve. And I remember dri I remember her driving to pick up these tickets and uh, Don't Speak by No Doubt was huge at the time. And I remember that playing and I'm looking at the road go by <laughs> uh, picking it. I'll never forget that. I'll never, that's ever, ever forget so it. Cool. And it was it was funny because a couple months prior to that, they did the Brooklyn Bridge thing. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't too far from the Brooklyn Bridge. I was maybe an hour away, probably less, to be honest. Wow. But wow. Uh, I remember when Paul was like, you know, good night. We love you. We'll see you all soon. And I was like, mom, he's talking to us. He's going to see us soon. I had no <laughs> idea that three months later I would get to see them. Right. And what's cool about that show is it's available on video and I got a great audio recording. So I could remember that show anytime I want. That's anytime awesome. Want. That's awesome. So crazy. All right. So let's dive away from music for a second. What? I'm just for a second. I'm sure Ron okay. will bring it right back. <laughs> But uh, so you're doing in the mortgage industry, uh, 
still making more kiss stuff like what what's kind of you know fill in your days uh outside of kiss outside of kiss well i mean here's here's the weird thing people accuse me of being obsessed with kiss all the time and i tell them i'm not i'm just i'm a fan and when you've been a fan of something this long um you acquire yeah. a lot of things and that's just it, it's my favorite thing to to do i mean some people they go to a gym and they punch a bag or you know, they race cars or they, they collect coins. I mean, I don't know, the comic books, whatever. I just, I, there's nothing about this band that I don't love. Um, even, even today, even today, you know, I, I had a hard day at work and I played a, a bootleg that I really like uh, from Phoenix, Arizona, April 27th, 1992 on the Revenge Tour, the Revenge Club Tour. Nice. Which I just, they're open up at Love Gun. I've heard Love Gun 500 times. Right. But something about it, it just was like, you know what? It ain't that bad. Right. It, right. it ain't that bad. So, you know, um, there isn't much non-music stuff that fills my time. Uh, I love movies, obviously. I'm a huge, you know, uh, comic book guy. Um, I really love Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. So good. So good. I'm, I'm, um, see, I, I, I'm planning on seeing it. It's just, it's funny because I... I look at it as four hours, and just but, every, but everyone says it won't feel like four hours, and it's it probably going to make the movie make sense a lot more. Well, you just within the first five minutes, you're like, "Oh, that's why that happened," <laughs> you know. And it's just there were so many things that happened in the movie. You're like, "Oh, that makes sense now." Right. Um, it was great. Loved it. Uh, I can't wait to go back to the theater and start seeing other movies. Uh, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan still to yeah. this day. Um, you know, I just, I, Star Wars, I, I love all of that stuff. Uh, yeah. but you know what I really want to do now, now that, you know, we're starting to lift some restrictions. I really just want to go to a bar and make out with a stranger. That's really all I want to do. <laughs> uh, obviously I'm not married. Uh, that's why I right. do that. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, I, I've been, I've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate in, in this whole thing, in this whole kiss world and all these things. And, uh, you know, I, I did. I was able to score free tickets to the. They're doing a, a little special performance at the Tribeca Film Festival next month. So I'm gonna go and so crazy. I'm gonna so go crazy. to do that. So yeah. um, you know, I've been I, I've been very fortunate. If it's if it's not about music, if it's not about fantasy, I'm out of here. Right. That's that's really what it's always been about for me, and uh, it's done me pretty well. Yeah. No, that's so cool. So cool. All right, so you have you have a new one. Is it coming out or did it just come out? A new film? Uh, uh, the last one came out in December. That was okay. the big one that just came out. Okay. Uh, that was Live 96 that just came out. I've been on a break since then, which has actually been like pretty freaking awesome. Not right. this year. Uh, I was hoping it was going to turn on today. Thankfully, it did. Um, right. But, uh, I, no, I, I mean, the I released uh, The Greatest Show on Earth came out in originally uh, October 2018. And then after that, it was Kiss at Midnight, which is the TV special that never happened in 1976. That came out in June of 2019. Then there was a little bit of a break. I released some, you know, some cool little Japanese thing in December 2019. But the next big thing was One Last Time, live from New York City, that came out almost one year ago today, May of 2020. Basically, what that did is it took you into the front row for a Kiss show. And Kiss kind of told the story of the end of the road. This was my big end of the road film documentary. So there yeah. was the end. There was one last time the movie. Then there was also a concert that was uh, that I released. Between those two things, 
over half a million views. So crazy. Insane. If I had known that, I would have spent more time on it. Not right. that I didn't spend any time on it, but had I known that people were going to love it like that, I, right. I would have spent a little more time on it. But it was it was incredible. People, it came out at the right time. We were all at home, May of 2020. And now I'm giving you the opportunity to go back to see your favorite band. And people yeah. flipped out. There was someone that sent me a message that was like, you know, we put on our Kiss t-shirts from that we got last year. We all sat in front of the TV and watched the concert like it was a real thing. And we couldn't believe what we saw. We, it, we, it was a great family night. And that's what it's about. Yeah. It's, not about it's not about making all this money. It's not about any of that crap. It's about getting that reaction out of people. Yeah. And people react to the movies the same way they react to seeing the real band. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's incredible. And, you know, whatever I got going on in my head or whatever's going on, when someone tells me that about the movies, I'm like, well, whatever I got going on doesn't matter. It matters that you not only watched it, but then took time to tell me about it. So that's awesome. So every time I hit these big milestones, my channel just hit a million views not too long ago. It's every time I say thank you, it's just not enough. There are people that have shared it and have talked about it. And it's it's incredible. I'm hoping that one day maybe kiss calls. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, for, for you to be able to put together a documentary for them would be phenomenal. Or even just something that, you know, that a promotional clip, just something. I just want I feel like they got day. gypped because of COVID. Like I feel because I saw I saw them live right before COVID started locking down. Me too. Right? Me too. And uh yeah, because we had talked about if you ever if you were coming to Denver, like we, we, there were plans. There were plans to yes. come out there. There were plans right. to come out there for a Gene Simmons Moneybag Soda event. Yeah. There were plans. Yeah. And uh so you know, we were like seventh row. And it was funny because my wife goes, That's a lot for seventh row. I go, it's gonna be the last time I can give them money, honey. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna need it. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just our thing. And then we we watched the New Year's Eve thing, mm-hmm. right? And normally we have family over and I told my wife, I go, I'm going to sit down and watch this. Like that's my main goal is watch this. And my kids are watching it with me. Whoever would like to come over is more than welcome to come over, but we are watching this in quiet so I can enjoy it. That's what we're doing. It was uh, I went to, uh, I actually went to a party with the Gene Simmons money bag soda guys. And we all, we watched it together. And, uh, we watched it. We were like, hmm. one last time was a little better. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It was. And I mean, it was, it was a very interesting show. Yes. And it was, it was funny because I was telling my wife, I go, if you think about it, they interact with the fans so much, they do. They do. so much. They're pointing. Right. I was like, who are they pointing at? Like, I know. I, I said that too. I go, who's Gene actually pointing to and trying to have that interaction with, but yeah. he's so used to doing it, it he again they're all about making sure the crowd or the the fan feels a part of it and even on on watching it on tv they were still doing those things and you still felt a part of it but it was funny because i was telling my wife i go how hard is it for them it must feel like band practice yeah like practice because nobody's really there yeah like that's got to be difficult it, I mean, I, I know the feeling, you know, we, I practiced many times and it was just always weird practicing 
uh, instead of being in front of a live audience. Uh, but the whole thing was weird. I I, I want to see what this thing is going to be like in at Tribeca. They do say there's a performance, or that's what Kiss Online said. So Ooh. maybe it'll be like four or five songs like they did at Brooklyn Bridge 96. But who knows? Right. Who knows right. what's going to happen? I'm just I'm psyched that I get to be there and they're going to be there, too. So um, it, it'll be cool. I'm sure Eric Singer will make fun of me. <laughs> he loves to do that. He he is. He's a funny man. He yeah. is a funny man. Oh, one last story. One last story, and then I'll get it to. I got Man, I'm just gonna sit here and drink my coffee. I know. I know. No. All right. So Steve, who puts on the the yeah, yeah. conventions, so I didn't know he did that when I first met him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we became friends, and he's like, I had no clue about. Have you been to his warehouse? The warehouse? Yeah, of course. Okay. okay. So it was in his like, garage at one point. Okay. So he goes, Why don't you come? to my work and we'll just connect. I was like, sure. I still had no idea, no idea. So I go park in front and I was like, what the heck is in this building? Right. And I opened the door and it just rose and rose and rose of kiss stuff. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. He's like, pick out some stuff. I was like, what, what? And so I bought it. I bought stuff. I was like, here's this, here's this, here's this. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. I've gone to his house and I was like, Steve, why am I at your house giving you money? <laughs> because it was in his garage at one point. But, right. uh, but you know, Steve is one of the coolest people I know. Yeah. And, uh, cool. you know, I'm hoping that maybe there's one last kiss convention that's yeah. left in him. Yeah. Uh, Cause those are just fun. Oh, it's, it's again, it's, it's interesting how instantly it's a friendship just because yeah. the band, because even growing up when I grew up, all my friends hated a kiss mm-hmm. and I couldn't understand it. Cause all I wanted to do was I made a Gene Simmons guitar out of wood and I would just go pretend in the basement that I was Gene. Right. That was my thing. But, uh, Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy how everyone just connects and it's just, I would play Kiss concert. I had, you know, I, later on I had the Kiss action figures, but oh, yeah. I would take my X-Men, I'd paint their face with whiteout and <laughs> marker, and then I would build Kiss stages out of cardboard and Christmas yep. lights, and that's how I played. Yep. I, everyone was playing G.I. Joe's. I played Kiss concert. Yeah, I made Lego stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a whole stage out of Q-tips because that was the only way I could make a snake. There you go. That's cool stuff. That's great. Creative people. Creative people. All right, Andrew, I've got one last question for you. And before, you know, I I can get at least one word in uh, before you guys geek out a little bit more on, uh, on everything kiss, but word of advice, what's the word of advice that you would give our listeners if they are true fan of something of a band of, of, you know, you know, some sport, like whatever it is, a true fan where they want to actually go and, and make an impact. Like, don't just be a fan and watch, right? Like you have taken a, the ability to be a fan and turned it into something that you can impact others with. And uh, like, uh, yeah, much respect for that. And, and so what's, what's a little bit of advice that you can give to somebody that if they're a true fan of something, how can they go make an impact to those around them? Well, it's just about, not limiting your passion. You know, if someone had told me years ago that um, I was going to make a kiss film, I'd be like, no, there's no way I can't do it. But because I never said no to myself, that was the best thing I ever did because it, I I knew that people wanted it. So I just was like, I'm just going to do it until, until, you know, whatever, until there's something there. So um, 
there are people online that I have inspired to make their own kiss films, which is great. I want to watch every single one of them. That's cool. Um, it's just, it's about just being passionate and being positive. And if, if you're, if your passion is something positive, I mean, some people are passionate about meth and that's just not my game. Don't do that. (laughs) If you're passionate about something positive, don't put any limits on that. Don't put any conditions on it. You know, I remember when I first moved to Cleveland, I was organizing this giant kiss bootleg collection that I have. And I was categorizing what I have and putting it in iTunes, all this stuff. And a girlfriend at the time left me because she was like, how many how many times do you need to listen to rock and roll all night and i was like well that track i actually always skip but i need to always listen to, to detroit rock city so right. um but she left me because of that and it at the time i was like oh i'm sorry but looking back it it's some being passionate about this band isn't a bad thing and collecting isn't a bad thing and taking what you've collected and creating something new like a movie or a or a, a covers record is not bad because you're sharing that experience with somebody. If I'm feeling a certain way about something, there's a really good chance that somebody else feels exactly the same way too. And yeah. and maybe them seeing my film is going to be like, well, hey, I'm I'm not alone. I can do this. Or hey, you know, I was thinking about giving up, but hey, you did it and I can do it too. So it's it's about not limiting yourself. And I know it's a cliche thing to say, but it is true. I mean, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. You got to, I made videos all throughout high school and they weren't good, uh, but I had to start somewhere. Uh And I just never, I never let someone saying no, stop me. I never did. I, and even if I had gotten any legal blowback from this, which I have not, I want to be super clear about that. The band has never commented positively or negatively on the movie, but they could easily stop me if they wanted to. Oh yeah. Um, I never, you would have had to taken this computer out of my cold dead hands to make me stop. And there were people that I saw when I was releasing like promotional images about it. Eventually they were like, you're making a huge mistake. And they were just all up in arms about it. And then those same people, do you know what they did? Hey man, congratulations on a million views. (laughs) Well, I remember one clip that you put out and it was so night and day. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a image side by side of Gene. Yep, it was for a live ninety six. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep, and one was just normal, mm-hmm. and one is your enhanced version of it, mm-hmm. and it looked so much better. Because people are like, "Why do I want to watch your movies?" And I go, "Well, this is the other guys, and then this yeah. is me." And then right. once you kind of put that side by side, they go, "Okay, we get it now. We yeah. get it." Yeah, it was it was night and day, and you you're very talented. So Thank amazing. You. Amazing. All right, Andrew, I can keep going on and on. We can we can talk about Kiss all day. We really could. We really, really could. And I appreciate the time, man. Is there anything else that you wanted to connect uh, or talk Um, about with the audience? No, basically just you could find me very easily on YouTube, youtube.com slash greatest show on earth fan films. It's plural. You could see all the films on there and you can see all the cool trailers, all the cool promotional clips. And you can even hear my interview with Eddie Trunk all right on there. So uh, send me a message. I respond to every single message on there. I respond to every single comment. And, you know, I, I just, anyone that hasn't seen it, why? Yeah. Uh, but for, for the people <laughs> that have, it. for the people that have, thank you so much for, you know, uh, watching something that I created basically in my bedroom. Yeah. And so cool. uh, it, it's something very cool and I don't take it lightly. Yeah. So cool. 
Awesome. Andrew has definitely been a blast. And you still, even though we talked only about Kiss, there's still some nuggets that people will be able to take. That what do you I mean only about this? Wait a second. Translate <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> translate everywhere beyond the, the kiss, you no, know. It, can. it like, could be anything. It could be Spider-Man. Yeah. It could be it could football. Be. It could be anything. Yeah. yeah. It's just about not saying when to your passion. Love That's it. Definitely. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Oh, Ron. You know, you've got, uh, you've been kind of lucky lately. I don't know. You, you're, I'm not sure if you're allowed to keep scheduling. We're just going to talk hey, about. You bring people gonna... on with Corey's names. I bring the Kiss people on. That's how this works. Man. Yeah, we're, we're going to turn this this show away from entrepreneurs and and focus on uh, Kiss. I don't know, like that's. No, I'm, I'm, but but he had so much good takeaways as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, so think cool. about that. I mean, the the one that he said was right at the end was never say no to yourself especially if it's positive. If you're trying to make an impact and you want to impact the world in a positive way, you're going to hit those roadblocks. We've we've talked multiple times that you're going to hit something right when you're about to break through. You're going to have the hardest struggle right before you're about to break through. Never say no to yourself because you're going to limit someone else's impact, not your own, what you could do for somebody else. So I we thought that was... If, if real, let me expand on that. Like, don't yeah. don't limit your own passion, right? Like, it's kind of yeah. That was my next one. Was the passion? But we we wouldn't even have this show, right? If we didn't, if we limited our passion, right? We wouldn't have this business if we were on that same track. So uh, I definitely like that. That's that such good thoughts. I hope we can continue to teach our own kids that stuff. But all right, next next takeaway. What do you got? Uh, it was it was around passion and then planning, right? You would have planned more, right? But your passion, if it's for good things, obviously if it's for, for drugs, don't do it. But if it's for <laughs> a positive impact, like follow the passion and understand there's, there's things out there that you can do that you can truly create your lifestyle around your passion. Yeah. So don't limit yourself, your passion, plan, right? Everybody needs to plan. I don't care if you're, you know, in the family world or business world or friend world, like you got to plan. And the last piece that I got it uh, is connecting with people. Oh it, yeah. That was yeah. like what we do is about relationships. I don't care if we're an online business or not, it's still about relationships, right? Like the, the, the companies that you remember, you don't necessarily remember it because of a company. You remember it because of a relationship, right? Like sure. your exam, your time with, with Starbucks, you remember it not because of it being Starbucks, but because of the relationships that were formed over the time that you were there. Right. Right. And all sure. the people that we love and, and cherish as our clients, we, it, it has, it's not about the business or the money. It's about the relationship that we're building. So connect with people, build those relationships. And uh, for anybody out there watching, anybody out there listening, uh, go check out Andrew's films and even the non kiss fans like myself, we need to go listen. We need to go watch uh, because that was such a good conversation. So uh, all right, everyone have a good day. And we'll convert you. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. 
And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with. Guys, we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible, get more traffic and get more sales. That's right, Ron. And every time someone is in our group, we get to share all the tips, the tricks, and everything that you can get profits with from your summits, your challenges, your workshops, your podcasts, your vodcasts, and so much more. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.